Hello and welcome to Codec Call, Z-Targeting's gaming podcast. I'm Luke, and I'm joined by Dakota. What's going on? What is up? I really had a rant, man. <sighs> save, it for, save it for the next episode, I guess. Okay, but if I just start spitting, I just gotta... <laughs> we'll just go right into it. You just gotta let it happen. Alright, Dakota, I got two questions for you. What there are you, you drinking? Know. You have one. Okay. Okay, I have we, one question for you. What are you drinking? We just talked about this. Uh, I am drinking some Starbucks French roast coffee. Night. Yeah. Dang. This late? But I mean, I guess no shame. I, I do the same from time to time. Are you not? I thought for sure you would. Like, that was the main reason why I got coffee was because I thought you would, and I didn't want to be up. Like, I didn't want you to... Yeah. Well... I'm drinking, drinking alone. <laughs> I'm drinking a Surly Rocket Surgery Hazy Ale. Um, wow. I got we got a, a 12 pack variety pack of Surly Brewing from they from Minneapolis or somewhere in Minnesota. From Minneapolis, Minnesota. We need good. we need to somehow get our hands on the Last of Us two beer. I'm pretty sure I bought a pack. What? And you didn't tell? What a piece of shit. Okay. I, now, I think I did, but honestly, if I did, I th- I feel like I sh- I would have saved the box and I didn't. So maybe I didn't get it. But the important thing to know with that is the box was different, but the cans weren't. Oh, they Cause, were Because that's a oh, beer okay. that's normally made. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still offended that you never told me if you did. Yeah, I honestly, now that I think about it, I don't know if I did, but I definitely <laughs> for a while convinced myself that I had bought it. <laughs> if we'd never had this conversation, you would have died thinking that you had this beer. <laughs> and now I'm, I'm really not sure. But. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um... So, so speaking of The Last of Us, we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but don't out. worry, we have a lot to to talk about with that game. Yeah. So we'll switch it up this episode. Just get into the news first. Um, one thing that I wanted to touch on was the Steam Games Festival, Steam Summer Games Festival. Um, they've done this kind of event a few times now, where you can download demos for free of of upcoming games. Um. And it's, it's expanded quite a bit. You know, it started off with, like, I think it was, like, 15 games. And then the second one, I believe, was GDC of this year. Or around that time, because it was, didn't GDC get canceled. But yeah. that time was about 45 games. Um, and the, earlier this month, there were 900 demos you could potentially download uh, from Steam of, of upcoming stuff. So, um Dakota, I, I believe you missed this event. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, I really wanted to be part of it, but I... Yeah, I thought it was a lot longer, but I messed up. Yeah, it's only a week. I And I think the first time they did it, it was only a weekend. Like, it was Friday to Sunday, because I, I haven't 
done any of this until this last time where they at least did it for a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems to be doing doing well for them. So ho- hopefully we'll see it again at like uh, uh, Gamescom or, or something like that in the fall. I, I mm-hmm. bet they will definitely do it for the Game Awards because I believe that was the first time was for yeah. the Game Awards last year. Yeah, I thought that all this was like more or less started by Jeff. Yeah. Keely. Geoff. Uh, <laughs> Geoff, the man himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I I only played, what was it, six games. These were six games that I had on my wish list because I thought they looked interesting. And um, just to go through them real quick, um, there's there's so there's a game called 20XX, which is like a roguelike version of Mega Man X, um, which is available for everything. And they have a sequel coming out called 30XX, which I'm really not sure what's different with the sequel, but it feels just like Mega Man. Um, plays great, great animation, and great music. Um, so for yet another, you know, indie version of Mega Man, um, that looks good. Um, there's a game called Chris Tales, which the best way to describe it is is literally it's like Paper Mario, but not like in that genre or in that world. But it's like 2D characters and, and items in a 3D world. Um, so you can like walk in and out of the screen, and it's an RPG with a battle system where like you you can do a button press right before you attack, so it does more damage, or do a button press right before you get attacked to dodge. Um, but when I played it, the hit detection seemed really far off. So um, hopefully that's something they get dialed in before release. Um, there's a game called Inmost, which I think was already out on like Apple Arcade or something like that, um, but wasn't a widespread release. So Inmost is like a 2D horror puzzle platformer, kind of like Limbo. Limbo would be the best comparison I could think of. Hmm. Um but uh, Limbo is is a it's not an old school art style. This is like straight up eight bit graphics, um, like very pixelated, but it has very in depth animation. So that that must take a lot of time to to um, animate those things, mm-hmm. um, which is why you know often or you know in, in recent years people have moved away from straight up pixelated and gone to other arts, art styles in Indian two D two D games. Um, because pixelated ourselves takes so long to animate. Um, it's it it looked really cool and and seemed cool, but um, you move very very slow and it's it just feels clunky. It doesn't feel as as smooth and responsive as like Limbo and Inside do. Um, gonna skip ahead on my list. I just touch on. Spirit Fair is a game that was shown at a Xbox conference, and um, yeah, I'm it, a little I'm a little annoyed I missed this actually. So it's a game. It has an amazing art style, amazing animation, and you transport. So as far as I can tell, you transport like a crew of like three animal like characters. Like, um, it's like an anime where you have a bunch of different like a turtle guy, a, like a hawk guy or something like that, and then you're like semi-human. I don't know. But they're on a boat, and you're like you're going on this journey on a boat, and based on the dialogue, it might be like you're taking them to the afterlife is what it seems like. 
But um, I mean, that's what I would assume from just the title itself. Yeah, really. that's you. But like, I, I did a few tasks and like went fishing and like built something for this guy and built something for this other guy, and then I was still on the journey and I didn't really know what to do besides kill time. Um, so I'm, I need to learn what the actual gameplay of the game was or is. Um, <laughs> but what when you're actually doing stuff, it seems fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a little of this game called Haven, which has a really cool art style. Um, so you play as two, like a, you play as a couple who's like on this sci-fi journey where you're, you've crash landed on this planet and you're trying to like survive on a planet. But like it's got an anime art style and the, and there's a lot of like really funny dialogue uh, between the two of them, um, but the gameplay itself doesn't really seem very in depth at all. Um, so I was more playing it for for the interactions and for the dialogue rather than going out and like gathering gathering stuff on the planet. Um, so that I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to stick with that if if the actual gameplay isn't isn't super great. But pre-release alpha footage, I don't know. Uh, I played a game called Fey Tactics, which basically just seems just like Final Fantasy Tactics. So I'm sold. <laughs> um, but then the game I'm I'm most excited that I played is called She Dreams Elsewhere, which is it feels just like Earthbound and Undertale with uh, a really trippy, weird art style. Um, so it's like you play as a as a woman who is like kind of socially anxious and is I didn't get very far in the demo but like you're invited to a party in your apartment complex and like you you battle a drunk guy in the hallway and um, nice in like an RPG battle like a very it, it it takes real life and puts it onto a turn-based RPG like you one of your attacks is roast and you you it's like you give him a, a searing insult is is what the description is but then it deals fire damage right um hmm. so it's 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 a very funny melding well it and it has some serious themes of of um you know anxiety and, and things like that but it's a it's a interesting meld of real life onto a turn-based rpg and it had that had fantastic music i probably mentioned music a couple times but this had fantastic music um so that's what I played there, um, a, a bunch of indie games. But I think it's a really cool concept. I hope other other platforms do similar things where you can just download demos and try out new stuff during these types of events because I think that's what can move the industry forward. Mm-hmm. Man, gosh. you! I'm kind of annoyed that I missed all that, actually. It's fine. I mean, shit happens. I mean, it's nothing. None of it is like to die for. Like, yeah, uh, yeah and it's all pretty much in beta. For the yeah. uh, for the most or, part, or alpha or pre-alpha, something say. Yeah. Like I don't. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I really don't even think that you could really say that they're even. Like, like they're. I would almost. It'd be difficult for me to even say that a lot of them are in a demo state, even. Like, they're kind of before yeah. a demo state, but yeah. I mean, whatever. 
I just know that there was a whole bunch of games that I wanted to try that I like. Yeah. Yeah, nine going up to nine hundred demos. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's cool to see this kind of event progress. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie though. This these sort of events with with non non in our non e three year. Man, that's a lot of words. Um, I feel like a lot of these like showings and like events and stuff are more um quantity over quality. Really, um, I don't know if you would agree or disagree with that, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. Like, I feel like the the Summer Games Fest. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the Keeley one, right? Yeah, there's too many words. Um, Summer Games Fest, I feel like, because it's going from, what, it started in May, and, which don't get me wrong, not much happened in May, but it went from May to, like, August. Well, it's going into, like, August. That's, that's a long time. I'm not so sure that you have that much stuff to talk about that you need to cover that entire time. But, I mean, hey, whatever. Um, I, the IGN thing, which covers a lot of it as well, but that's, like, also, I feel like, quantity over quality, which is fine. Like, in this sort of time, I would almost say put everything out there and just try to entertain as many people as possible. Like, maybe you don't care about three of the games showing, but you do care about that fourth one. You know, and things. Yeah. Happen. I, I I mean, don't I think that it's the right strategy, but I also feel like a lot of it is just quality over. I mean, quantity over quality. Yeah, I bet it's tough to to put together a full on conference like we're used to. So it's right. like there's many conferences, but there's only a couple announcements that uh, one person would really be uh, all about. Right. Yeah. I I mean. Yeah, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so kind of speaking about that, um, one thing I wanted to specifically call out was announced at the PC Gaming Show, one of my biggest, or really my only biggest announcement there, but it was a great one, was Persona 4 Golden. Uh, Shadow dropped onto Steam uh, that day when it was announced, um, and I had to immediately pick it up. Um, so, you know, I played Persona 4 Golden in like 2014 2015 back when i bought a vita and i it's an amazing game and i took for granted that i was able to play it you know many many people have not been able to play it because they don't have a ps2 or they don't have um a vita so uh persona 4 is finally available on a a bigger platform um did you just say many people don't have a ps2 or they 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 weren't using their PS2 at the time that Persona 4 came out. Because they came out, like... Right at the end. I think it came out on PS2 in, like, 2008. Like, way yeah, into like, PS3 lifestyle. Or life lifespan, sorry. I mean... Yeah. So, anyway... The, uh, I just, just think it's ironic. <laughs> There's not a lot of people with PS2s. Like, oh... But, yes, you're right. I, I, I didn't word that right, but um, you, get, you get what I mean. 
I uh, I get it. But I think this I think I read this PC port outsold the lifetime sales of the Vita version within the first what like week or two that it's been out. Um which shows like they really should have ported it earlier cuz people want to play it, but I mean, I that that's a crazy number, don't get me wrong, but how many people had Vitas? I I think the Vita one it must have sold less than 300,000 cuz I'm pretty sure the number I saw was 300,000 sold on Steam. So it really wasn't a whole lot in the grand scheme. Yeah. Of I mean, it, don't get me wrong. I'm sure the 300,000 300, is roughly hold on, hold on. Let me do some math here. <laughs> I I think that's 100% of the Vita fan base. So yeah, that, that that's about right. Yeah. A hundred percent of Vita owners had Persona Four on it. It did have a great attach rate for the console. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. But okay, so the golden thing is that like the royal, or is that yes? So, yeah. Okay, so then, what does that mean? So is that like a remake of it? Like not a remake, um, not even a remaster, but just like a, a fixer upper. So when it came out on Vita, the graphics were enhanced, um, okay. you know, more uh, higher resolution, anti-aliasing, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, an additional dungeon, I think, chapter at the end of the game, um, and various like quality of life improvements. Um, okay, so it's I just... think they may have added like a couple characters, things like that. So why did they drop the? So are we ever going to get Persona 4 Roy- Royal or Royale or Ro- Ro- Royal Edition? Like what? Why did they drop the golden for Persona Five, or why did they not do the royal for Persona Four? Do you know what I mean? So for each each game, they have done a. Sorry, did you hear that feedback on the mic? Oh, not really. Okay. Um, for each game, they've done an updated version, um, but it's been called something different each time. So Persona 4 Golden is okay. the same as Persona 5 Royal, but okay. they're, they're called something different. Oh, so there's there's no attachment to either name. No, uh, Persona 3 was called FES. For, it's the, short for like festival for for whatever reason. Yeah, that but that was sense. the updated version there. Okay, I'll take your word for it. In that case. I mean, all right. <laughs> I do know that, like, whenever I dropped it, it was a really big deal. And I'm not going to lie, I the, always, the menus in Persona 5 make me want to go to it so bad. But then I think, do I really have time to spend, like, a thousand hours, roughly, on one single game? Yeah, it, it is wild. It is, it is, they are long games. And, it, yeah. like, I'm surprised I'm able to to, to get through them because... I don't have a lot of time for gaming, um, but it will it will suck you in. Have you um, have you beat five yet? Yeah, I, I beat five. Did um, you have you just just curious? Have you beat um, Bloodborne yet? I don't know what that is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. Um. <laughs> So <laughs> EA also had a showcase, um, announced a few things. 
uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which will be like an X-Wing TIE Fighter style flight sim game, like aerial battle. Yeah. It looked kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. looked good. I mean, the, there's really only one thing that interests me about it, though, and that's whenever they said that there was no microtransactions, and I don't know if I believe it. Yeah. I think they're doing better. Um, honestly, what else did they... <laughs> Can you really get worse? <laughs> what did they announce there, aside from aside from the other thing uh, I got listed? The What other thing do you have listed? I don't even see it. Oh, um, that thing. Uh, they announced the one the new game by the dude that does it takes two is it oh yes uh so uh what uh joseph ferris who did uh uh, director of way out director of brothers a tale of two sons uh announced a new game um which is what i think he described it as like it'll blow your fucking mind or something like that. I mean, I feel like that he says that like for all of his games, but then he also says it's a new take on two player games. And at some point, at some point it just can't be. <laughs> yeah. There's only so far you can go. Right. So I, I don't know, dude, like, don't get me wrong. His stuff is interesting. It's cool the way he thinks about how multiplayer can work. Yeah. Um, but at the same, like, I don't know. I don't see any of them as being all that crazy. But that, uh, but it's me. That that's just what I think. Um, I know that they announced the new uh, Madden and FIFA. <sighs> Is that it? I think that was about it. The main, <laughs> the the big takeaway that I got from this was really unbelievably. There is a new skate game in development. Um, but is it Skate 4? I don't know. I, I doubt that they'll call it Skate 4, honestly. Because by the time it's out, they they will probably just call it Skate again and just reboot it. I mean, that's I. the only thing that I know is that they did say that it's not um, – that it is not a mobile game. Or at least that's not the one that they're talking about. And – but – I don't know. I feel like they were very shady with it, and that really annoys me. I really. mean, it's it's probably very early, and that's literally yeah. all they could say about it. But then don't say anything. That's that's my thing. But if I, they didn't say that, then there would have been no point at having this conference. Is the other I mean, thing. Uh, <laughs> I mean. I mean, I guess you're right. There's no way. I gotta do some research. There's no way that was it. Yeah. Was Apex it Legends is coming crossplay, oh, coming to yeah. Switch. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, um, I mean, I guess everything was. Oh, EA, um, the new Need for Speed game. They showed a car. Um, it's something, you know. Uh, I think that's about it, actually. They announced, like, Sims 5, or they're there yet. Yeah, Sims 5 that, I mean, I'm not going to say nobody cares about, because, like, they have a really good fan base for it. It's, but, it's probably just the Sims 4, what, 50th expansion. Is yeah, that's really it. I think you're a little low on the 50th, though. Um, I don't care about that. I don't care about that. Holy crap, you're right. Jeez. Uh, 
Oh, they're working on next generation projects uh, from Bioware. And oh yeah, great. they sh- they showed some artwork of what is probably Dragon Age. Yeah, but I mean it's gonna be full of microtransactions. Um, I don't know. I guess that's really it. Dang. You know what I was really surprised that they didn't do? Which, don't get me wrong, I know that they've, like, talked about this before, but I'm really shocked that there was, like, zero mention of Anthem. Like, not a redo of it, not a DLC, not a major update, but then again, I also feel like they're trying to, they're kind of taking, um, the, um, no man's sky approach where they're just shutting up they realize they screwed up and they're just going to shut up and fix it which is honestly the better way of doing it weren't there rumors of like a uh, anthem reboot yeah i don't think that's been announced yet has it yeah well because i know that there was rumors of it and then um but then like right around that time they also came out and said we screwed up with anthem and we're done with it like we screwed up and it's gone oh okay do you am, or am I making that up? Like, do you no, have any I, idea? I don't pay attention to the anthem news, so I don't know. <laughs> okay, I could have sworn that they were like, we're not rebooting it, we're not doing DLC, we're not doing anything because we screwed up. But I also don't feel like that's. I that doesn't sound like um, EA to me. EA is not the sort of company that's just going to be like holy cow we're, we're done we're just going to leave the money on the table but I, I mean I hope that they are so that Bioware can work on other more st- substantial <sighs> things like I, I hope this new Dragon Age is good I'm, I hate to be this, the bearer of bad news I really do especially for something like this but Bioware's done man they're gone it's over like there's I don't I I I don't think that there's a single one, a single person that is still there from their heyday. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you look at Dragon Age Inquisition was a good game, but it it was odd in some design or many design choices. And then Andromeda was Andromeda and then Anthem. It's like, yeah, yeah, after that, I was like, (laughs) if they don't make another good game, I wouldn't be surprised. But I yeah. really hope they do. I mean, I yeah, I feel like Bioware is like, um, I really don't have anything to compare it to. But it's, uh, well, I would say Bioware is almost like Bethesda back in the good old days. Where like back then they were good, they were great, fantastic, everything that they did out of the park. Now it's they're just they're still coasting off of that. Yeah. Off of those couple of games. But whatever. I also will say that um, just because I brought up um, Bethesda, apparently the Fallout 76 update was actually really good. Um, the, adding, what, what was it called? Villagers? Yeah, or something like that. Wastelanders? Yeah, Wastelanders. There we go. Yeah, that... Apparently, I only say that because I actually have a couple of friends at work that play it. Like, I'm not going to say religiously, but... They really want me to get it. And I'm like, dude, I already bought that game twice. I'm done. You bought that game twice? 
I had to. You you don't remember this? I, told I remember you, you buying that. it once. Yeah, I bought it once because I wanted that cover because I still think that cover looks awesome. The bicentennial, the centennial, whatever it is. It's oh, not important. Yeah. I thought that that cover just looked awesome. And I still stand by that it, the game was never going to be good at the beginning. But just like um, Elder Scrolls Online, that that game never didn't start off good. And now look at it. It's actually like a really good game. I mean, if yeah. you're not in it now, you're kind of just behind the time. And it's going to take forever to catch up. And that's what I didn't want to happen with this. I knew it was eventually going to get good. And... Um, I still stand by that. I think it will eventually get really good, but I didn't want to be behind the curve. But then again, I also never play online games, so I should have known that. So I wanted that cover. I bought it then, but then to get the white Xbox One X, I had to buy it again because it comes with that game. The Fallout 76 comes with the Xbox One X, the white edition. I suppose that is allowable. Well, Wait, but you you didn't go out and buy that one, buy that no. game specifically twice. No. Yeah, that that is an accurate statement, but that's nowhere near as funny. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. And if we want to get technical, technically my parents bought me um, the Xbox for Christmas, so I never did it. Uh, moving on to yes. the next subject. Um, yeah, we'll see. Next. Pokemon announced some stuff. Um, they, they they had what like two streams? Yeah, dude, it was weird. I don't get why they just com- didn't combine them into one. Because the first, I don't I don't remember what was all in the first stream, but they announced a new Pokemon Snap game dude, in their first stream, which twenty one years. Which I never never expected a new one. I was like, oh, they'll eventually port it or or, or do a virtual it, console thing. It, there, there was one um, on the Wii U Virtual Console. Right, right, but I wanted to get that so bad. The, I, what I thought they would do was bring that to Switch, not yeah. a brand new Pokemon Snap, which is freaking crazy. Twenty-one years, dude. My patience waiting for that game can drink. <laughs> That's so. It's been a long time, dude. It was the greatest day of my life. That I woke up because like I the the stream happened at ten. I woke up at ten because I I have to work at eleven. So I woke up at ten and um like just looked at my phone, scrolled through Twitter, and bam, Pokemon Snap. I was like, what? Oh my god! I screamed. It was so <laughs> dude. I don't think you understand. Pokemon Snap is probably my favorite Pokemon game. Of all of them. I'm meaning every single Pokemon game. Red, blue, green, yellow. It doesn't matter. All of them. I, God, I love Pokemon. I just played like a little bit of that like about a month or two ago because I still have it on the, well, I still have the cartridge. Yeah. Uh, God dang. I'm pumped. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, The first stream, if we're talking about that, um, the first stream was more just this the brushing your teeth thing which okay um (laughs) (laughs) the pokemon cafe thing which okay yeah that that looks fine yeah i i will probably think about downloading it someday in my life i probably will never but we'll see um 
and then the rest of it was more just about the um the dlc the expansion pass which ended up coming out that day so that's good i guess um shout out to jan uh from giant bomb for the record he the (laughs) that came out (laughs) so if you didn't know the dlc allows you to um have a pokemon walk behind you and um just like in yellow and you can have any pokemon you want (laughs) he 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 figured out like he tried to um he he like actually timed them walking over a bridge to see who the fastest one was and i'm not kidding you he spent like two hours doing this just walking across this bridge timing pokemon to see who was the slowest it was nuts and like the slowest one ended up being i can't remember who the slowest one was the the water the new water type swabble swab yeah yeah he took like yeah he took like two minutes to walk across this bridge dude it was nuts and it was funny. It was hilarious, man. But the best part was is he, he, he pulls out a magic carp and he just like like he makes magic carp like hop across this bridge, right? Whatever, magic carp was fine. But then he was just like, let's we got to figure out if like we got to take him to the ocean. Maybe he's quicker in the water. Everything. So he runs into the ocean, like has him out, runs into the ocean. Magikarp stops at the shore, never gets into the ocean. Magikarp doesn't know how to swim, bro. Like <laughs> this is the most worthless Pokemon in the world. He doesn't even know how to swim and he's a fish. That is wild. The, dude, the best part was like chat for, while I was watching it. Um, and the best, the okay, there was two best parts. One was Jan. Every time that he pulled out another Pokemon, it would just be like, you know, for science. <laughs> so that's one. And two, the other thing was, um, like Chat just ended up spamming. Might as well kill him now. <laughs> oh lord. The, to the Magikarp because he can't swim and he can only splash. Moving on. I kind of want. I, so now that we're done with the game that we're going to talk about later, now that I'm done with the game that we're going to talk about later, I really want to get back into Pokemon. Like the the main series games? Yeah, the, like Sword and Shield. I still I never see. finished it. Neither did I. Yeah. Which is so... Dude, I would... <laughs> this is a whole other conversation, but... I was so hyped on Pokemon for the majority of 2019. Yeah. And it then... fell off. It was, it was, I guess, Sword and Shield they released, and I didn't even need to play them. Just the fact that they released, I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) I'm good now. Person, I know because I was like thinking because they have they've added so much to Pokemon Go that I was like, I haven't heard you talk about it in forever. And you were, I had to, I I had to stop. It was, it was unhealthy, my obsession. I don't know if it was unhealthy. I think that's a little dramatic. Okay, not unhealthy, but like when I'm like dictating what I where I go like during my okay. free time so I can do Pokemon Go stuff like that's like a little too far. I mean, no, I, I agree with you. I will say that whenever you came down and we walked around the city and stuff like that, I I had a blast with it. Um I I know that every summer my wife and i get into it again so i may or may not have opened it up recently 
um, most likely May. But I haven't gotten too crazy with it yet, but it'll probably start happening sometime soon. Dude, you had two phones for this shit. Okay, I never I never really used the second one because... Uh... That's exactly what a person that uses two phones would say. <laughs> Um, the tethering didn't really didn't really work super great in oh. terms of like it wasn't super usable. But I should probably fire it up and just give it a shot and just be super casual with it. So like yeah, uh, me and my girlfriend you know can go outside and take walks and stuff like that. Get some exercise while it's summer. Yeah, you were we were on we were on schedule to get tattoos, which is fine. I'm still down for it. I mean, I still I still love Pokemon. Um. I've just, just been playing other stuff. Basically, where you're getting at is you may need to fire up some sword. I probably I, I will. Because I've been using the Switch a little more, you know, playing a little of a Xenoblade. I need to play that. Um, a Pokemon is what I mean. So. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Anyway. Oh, and, oh, yeah, we are still on that other topic. Go ahead. Um. Oh. The second Pokemon stream. So they did this first Pokemon stream where they announced all this new stuff. And then they say, oh, but we have one more stream. So anybody, I think, would assume it's something big, right? (laughs) I definitely thought they were going to announce the next big games, which are not like the main series, but the next remakes. Because they do a main game remake, main game remake. And I am personally really hoping they do Diamond and Pearl remakes. Um, they may also do Let's Go Gold and Silver or whatever they want to call it. Mm-hmm. So I definitely thought that's what we were getting on this second stream. But the second stream was just about, what's it called, Pokemon Unite? Um, which is Dude, a MOBA. I don't even know. I never even, I didn't even watch it. Developed by Tencent on Switch and Mobile. What? It's developed by Tencent? Yeah. Oh my god. So I'm gonna reserve judgment until the game is actually out. No, you're because, not. So all I'm gonna say is I'm not into MOBAs, and if anything is gonna get me into MOBAs, it would probably be <laughs> Pokemon. Um. So I guess it's valid. Because if if they have to make it, they're gonna have to make it kind of user friendly or easy to get into, which is what has pushed me away from from League the couple times i tried to play that with friends long 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 time ago um but given how these these mobile adaptations of pokemon have have gone aside from pokemon go i i don't hold out hope for it but we'll we'll see, we'll see what happens yeah i may i'm i may have to just fire it up just to say hey i played it once uh what, there's a few other things that happened. Um, so we talked about PC gaming stream, uh, EA stream, Pokemon stream. So there was also a, a cyberpunk uh, short stream. What do they call it? Um, the uh, night, 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 night live? city wire. Yeah, there we go. I knew it was night. Yeah, which is is episodic. Yes, which is weird. <laughs> and I don't think that was 
I don't know if that was explained beforehand. I definitely thought it was a one-time thing. Yeah, but I, well, I may have not read it too much. No, you're you're absolutely right. They said it on the stream that it was going to be episodic, that they were going to have multiple episodes of it, but it was not hinted at before. And the the thing that makes it really weird is that it they don't have a schedule for it. It's in like the next episode is in a few weeks. Yeah. So like, I feel like if you're gonna do this, you should space it out. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of one that we another ga- example of a game that we did or that they did or somebody did where like every single week you got a little bit more information a tiny bit more one that comes to mind for me is pokemon sun and moon and by the time before the game was released like basically every single pokemon in that game was shown in yeah that's okay that is the one that was releases yeah yeah so every every week there was like one or two more pokemon that they were revealing right yeah and they ended up showing basically everything yeah, that's the see, and that's like I don't know. But I, I guess that's that's a different problem with that game versus this game. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm fine with them doing this, but then be like, hey, we have four episodes, and they're gonna be one every week on Wednesday or wherever the hell. Lead, and then the last week the game's released. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it needs to be drawn out like this. Is really my thing, but. Anyways, though, did you watch it? Uh, yes, I kind of tuned in and out. Okay. Um, there was a, a, the initial trailer looked good. Um, this was the. Well, I'll I'll let you finish. Go ahead. Trailer was fine. It's from the prologue, so you know I I personally don't want the game to be ruined story wise or whatever. But um, trailer looked fine. Um, and they spent so much time talking about what do they call it? Brain dances brain dancing yeah yeah yeah. so instead of a rain dance it's a brain dance and they just showed like the detective mechanism so like i said i i i didn't pay attention as much as i should and i was kind of tuning in and out but i just remember afterwards they're spending so much time talking about like the the scene recreation mm-hmm. and it just reminded me of like batman arkham whatever yeah. where you could where you could replay scenes and I don't know. It just seemed to go on and on. I'm like, what? Okay, it's cool, but like, is this really <laughs> the key gameplay mechanic that everybody needs to know to get them hyped for this game? Is um, watching a recording of a scene and then going back and forth? So I have a rebuttal. Um, if you're ready. Yeah, I mean, so you, you probably paid more attention to this than I did, and and it was actually probably mind blowing or something. No, it no. I I okay. I don't mean this in a bad way, but I definitely paid more attention to it only because like I was like my job allows me to, um, especially during the day like that. But um, the okay. So one thing that I can say is yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Like it's they talked about brain dancing. They they left it they they talked about it way, for way too long for what it actually is however the one thing that i can say to only like back them up on their thought process behind it is as somebody that uh, i enjoyed uh D&D, um cyberpunk 
is from um a table is a tabletop game it's inspired by a tabletop game one of the key aspects of that tabletop game is brain dancing so i understand why like to you and i because i I mean i know about brain dancing but i've never played cyberpunk so um to you and i like it's brain dancing like who gives a shit but to all the other people that are like really interested in this game because they played the tabletop game they the it's a big deal to them because like brain dancing is like a key fundamental part of the game so so i like i understand that and i back them up on that part because like that makes sense if you if you're going to do a D&D game, I expect you to have, like, uh, I don't know, um, a role for initiative and stuff like that. So um, I understand that part. I don't think – oh, <laughs> well, I guess it makes sense. Because I was going to say, I don't think that we needed to have a Night City Wire episode dedicated to just brain dancing. But I – I kind of understand why they did it, but the what I want to say is that this is the first time that I was really not very interested in this game. I, even after everything I just said, I thought that the trailer was the most boring that I've seen the trailer. Um, I've seen I felt that the brain dancing was like it's a cool aspect, it's a cool thing, but it's like you said, what if they came out and uh they said hey the the um arkham series we have this like detective mode and they spent like 30 minutes talking about something that you do what four times in the game like eh, why why did you did you need to do that part but um i i don't know it this is the first time i wasn't as interested in the game as i've seen all the other times i will say that hearing other people talk about this game though because one thing that we should probably talk about is that um journalists actually got to play it this week that same day actually they were able to play what four hours of it i think and that that seems uh, to be the number that most people are putting and i've not heard a bad thing about it yet the only actually i take that back the one bad thing that i heard is that the driving is not great it's not great, but they uh, CD Projekt Red did come out and say it's not that part is like the most rough part that they're still trying to tweak. So yeah, I mean, okay, I think it is cool that everybody has. It reminds me a lot of oh, shit. I hope I'm not overselling this, but um, it reminds me a lot of whenever they everybody got to play breath of the wild at e3 that year where every single journalist or every single person that talked about it said something completely different what they did was completely different than everybody else and that this is the first time that i really had that sort of like you can do whatever whatever you want and because like i i listened to one and they talked about how they sided with one dude i listened to another one and they said that they actually sided with the other dude and fought that dude that the other person sided with so it's cool that everything is like that fluid um we also got our first here of how the um uh the the um genitalia works in the game 
Yeah, did you not hear about it? You can pick which one you want, whether it's circumcised or not, and um, the length. Mm. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, those are the those are the. Uh, the details I really needed for this game to really sell me on it. Yeah, I didn't pay too close attention to the Night City Wire, yeah. um, and I need to go back and watch more of those impressions of people's playthroughs because um, that I did not get a chance to do in between mm. the embargo time and when those went up and now. Um, regardless, still super hyped for this game. This is the, what I'm the most hyped for for the rest of 2020. And we'll be playing it immediately. Holy but. shit. Yeah, you're right. There's like nothing coming out this year, dude. Like, we have ghosts. <laughs> ghosts, Cyberpunk, and that's it. And I think honestly, Madden right now, Ghost. Is out at some point. Or what is that? Madden, I think, comes out at some point. <laughs> yeah. But Ghost, I, I think will be great, but I'm going to wait for reviews before I buy it. Yeah, I'm I'm right now. Right now, I'm in the camp where um, I really feel that Animal Crossing really showed me that I am buying games for the sake of buying games now. And like, don't get me wrong, I loved Animal Crossing. I still love Animal Crossing. I just don't have I. If I have a, there's not. If I have time to put into a game animal crossing is not that game that i want to put that time into it's the thing i enjoy it it's just if i have only a certain amount of time to put into a game i want to put it into a game i actually want to play that has an end goal objective and animal crossing doesn't so i because of that i realize that i want to stop buying games just the sake for the sake of buying games and really try to concentrate on beating other games so um like I really want to concentrate on beating Pokemon. I really want to concentrate on. I kind of. We can talk about that later. Whenever we get to the other things. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Anyway. Um. So the Last of Us Part Two uh, sells 4.1 million units in three days and i do believe i read that that was selling through which is copies actually sold to consumers because mm-hmm. um, companies will often report they sold x number of copies but that's whatever ships to retailers not necessarily what actually is bought from retailers yeah, yeah exactly so 4.1 million sold through in three days is sony's biggest first party launch of all time um it's it, crazy I believe Marvel Spider-Man was the the next closest at 3.3 million um, during that launch weekend or whatever you want to call it. But um, extremely happy to see that because it's well, I guess I'll I'll talk about my opinion. Yeah, don't don't do it yet. (laughs) Yeah, this is crazy. It blew my mind. Um, I tried to get the other figure. I saw a tweet with the other figures because I want to say that. God of War is the next one at like 3.2, I think, and then I think before after that is Horizon at something else, whatever it was, at like mm-hmm. 2.8, I think. So it, it's just crazy that like, I didn't think a game was gonna get bigger than God of War, 
and then Marvel beat it, which Mar- Marvel had other like things going for it. Just, I mean, think of how many kids walked into a GameStop, saw a Spider-Man game, and was like, "I I want that just because it's Spider-Man." Like, you're not really gonna have that with God of War. So I understood why Mar why Spider-Man beat it. But then the last of it, this is an M-rated game. Not only is it an M-rated game, but it's a sequel. Most sequels don't do that. Don't. Uh, <laughs> Most sequels do not sell that well just because generally people assume that they needed to have played the first one first, which don't get me wrong. You definitely should have played the first one first (laughs) in this case. But like that that's going to turn some people off because not uh, contrary to popular belief, not everybody has played The Last of Us Part One. So it's crazy. I mean, I will say that there are factors in there. There are factors that allow this to be that high one the virus everybody's at home everybody wants to play a game um spider-man didn't have that benefit um another thing is that yeah, spider-man wasn't that long ago but whenever you talk about console cells like how many consoles have been sold they, like there's a there's a lot of consoles that have been sold from the time that spider-man came out to the time that the last of us part two came out to where like that's just more users that you can possibly sell it to so like that's a factor as well but at the same time this is nuts to be to be nearly an in oh it's just nuts <laughs> to be this high nearly a million more than your next closest competitor that's crazy yeah. that just it blew my mind I really wish I had the rest of the numbers, though. Uh, moving along, do we want to talk about what optimized on Xbox Series X actually means? I just figured that you would be more interested than anything. Um, did you see it, or do you know? Did you read I, it? I watched the video real quick. Um, yeah. So it could mean okay. many things. It could mean that um, it's going to have very high visual fidelity. It could mean that it's... Uh, probably or 120 frames per se- per second, probably at 1080p. I would guess at that. Mm. Um, it could mean that developers have really dialed in their options and offer a performance mode versus visual quality mode. So, excuse me, it could mean a multitude of things, but um, it's a little ambiguous. Same as you know, optimized for Xbox One X or whatever the phrase they used was there. Still kind of ambiguous, but um, I think basically it's going to mean that it's going to look pretty darn good for a console yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty straight to the point. Nothing else, really. <laughs> um, one I know, last... I ahead. know very little about this, just so you know. Yeah, so there was... I think there was something posted on Twitter... Um, the first hint about Halo Infinite, um, so uh, it allegedly somehow hints that the antagonists in the game are going to be the Banished, which are the Banished featured in Halo Wars 2, it looks like, um, so this short little video on... YouTube, I apologize, teaser uh, put on YouTube, 
basically hints that the banished will be the enemies in Halo Infinite. And that's really about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I heard I heard about this. I just didn't know what it said or did or told us. Um, I'm watching it real quick right now. It's like, with no audio, but it it's just well, uh. Isn't it just a recording? And then like that's basically it. So if you're listening yeah. to it without audio, that's kind of. Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting anything out of it. So I'll go ahead and close that. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching it right now without audio. <laughs> and it's an audio-only teaser. Right. Um, so On hopefully an we audio hear more about only Halo. podcast. Hopefully we hear more about Halo in, well, next month. It's supposed to be next month. Hopefully, oh, shit, you're right. Damn. Hopefully it looks good because this game's supposed to be the big launch game for the Series X, and we have not seen anything for it. I hate to say this, but like Halo is one of those games where I I have no faith in it anymore. Which don't get me wrong, I heard that five is really good, but I just feel like I feel like this, you know that thing the the saying where it's um live long enough for a hero lives long enough for to become the villain or what whatever you die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain yeah there you go i feel that that is halo like straight up yeah but i think they realize that and have tried to like back off and i i feel like if they were still going down that road they would have had another halo by now and they're trying to make it new enough but yeah no i i don't know it's that could not be possible or it might not be possible i for, agree for the truth i agree with that like wholeheartedly um i just i it's just hard to make like if this was halo 3 i would pre-order it you know but be it's just been ran through the mud so much and it, it i feel like it's just microsoft's cash grab like as bad as that is to say but i yeah I really do. I understand that, like, that's just something that sells it, but you've traded it off so many times, used it in so many different varieties. Like, Gears is becoming that with Gears um, uh, tactics and stuff like that. Like, don't get me wrong, these are fine games. Gears tactics, I heard, is a fine game. I haven't played it yet. I heard it's a fine game. But then you go and you give it to Pop. To make the gears pop, uh, think like stop running your stop running your IPs through the dirt just be just to try to get some money. Like it's I don't know, it annoys me, but I feel like that's where Halo is. To where if this was Halo Three, I would have I would pre-order it, no doubt. But because this is so far along and just not. yeah, I, I'm just I'm I'm just I, I'm gonna have to see the game. I'm gonna have to have them really pitch it to me, and I'm probably gonna have to wait until reviews come out before I would even think about buying this game. And that's that's not good for me. Yeah, as bad as that is. So hopefully in the next few weeks we'll be able to comment on that more. Yeah. Um. So I think that brings us to our last topic, which is to talk about Wait, The Last of Us Part oh, 2. Sorry. 
Oh shit! I I ruined that transition. I apologize. No, that's fine. Well, I was just gonna be like, Luke, I have a question for you. Oh, you're gonna turn the tables. Well, I was just gonna be like, so what you been playing? Because I I will say that there was like a couple of other games that I have been playing, but it's not really important. Okay, well, fine. I'll pretend you asked me what I've been playing. Honestly, since we last yeah. talked, uh. We last recorded. Persona 4 Golden. Tried that out. Um, I don't. I don't Life remember. Alex. I honestly don't remember what I played the week before. Um, Last of Us 2 came out, but then since really? that, that's all I've been playing. And and then I finished it a couple days ago. So. Nice. Just the Last of Us 2, really. Well, um, I've been playing this game. You you may have heard of it. Um, it's called uh, Dirt 4. Um, oh, yeah. How is that? I, I like it a lot. That's um, good. I've, I've been playing it on my um, on the PC, too, obviously. I don't understand why I had to not say that. But, yeah, uh, I've been playing that. Uh, I really enjoy it. I suck at it, but I really enjoy it. It really makes me think about... Um, dude, I don't understand this monitor shit. I just realized that because I thought for sure I was playing Portal and yeah. this monitor locked it at 60. Like I couldn't get more than 60. And I think that I remember talking to you about it. Um, that's frames, by the way. Um, I remember talking to you about it and I thought we both agreed that just because of the graphics card, it wouldn't go over 60. Like you just couldn't do it because the graphics card was just too old, um, which is fine. But then I put in Dirt 4, not put it in, but I started up Dirt 4, and I was getting like 140. Let's so. let's talk offline about that because there could be there could be many things affecting that or or putting in limits depending. Yeah, on what you're doing. I guess I guess it could have been the game by itself. Oh yeah, you're right. That's a that's an off topic. Thing. That's an off pod thing. But yeah, I've been playing um, that and The Last of Us. Pretty much nonstop. Um, oh, I did want to say that I beat um, Left Behind as well, the part one nice. DLC. Did you play that? I, I played it when it came out. I played it. Okay. I think I played it like the day it came out or the weekend after it came out, and then just ran straight through it. And it's not super long. No, only like three hours I think I spent on it. Yeah. Maybe. So I haven't played it since 2014. When when did that come out? Like, did it come out? I thought that it came out with the remaster, like at, at the same time. I'm I'm pretty sure it was spring 2014 because I remember playing it in college, like okay. still at college. Um, and then the remaster was like summer of 2014, like after shortly after like E3 or something. Okay. Yeah, I remember I picked. I picked up the remaster like almost at, uh, immediately after I beat it. It seemed like. Yeah, but I I remember playing Left Behind on PS3. Yeah, that that's pretty. It's a pretty good DLC. Um, I think that I'm not a big DLC person. Is really the issue with it. Just yeah. because like I I just feel like once I'm done with the game, I'm done with the game. Like. Bloodborne is one of my favorite games of all time. I have the DLC. I platinum the damn game, the the base game, and I never played the DLC. I even have it, and I've never played the DLC, ever. That's oh shit, that's wild. 
yeah, that's it's it's one of my shortcomings in life. One of many. Yeah. But yeah, that's I just wanted to mention that I played those. And I um before we get into part two, and I beat part one on easy. I think I said that last time, but I think I was almost finished with it last time, but now I'm really done with it. So so the big thing, obviously, that we both have been dying to talk about on this episode, <laughs> um, what we've both been playing, Last of Us Part 2. Um, you know, honestly, like, the lead-up to this game, um, I was, just to, get, to provide some backstory, I was very surprised they announced it as early as they did, um, which is, what, tail end of 2016? Yeah. Uh, or something like that. Um, definitely thought that la- that the the first game has a pretty not necessarily conclusive ending, but it doesn't directly lead into a sequel. You you obviously could make a sequel, but it doesn't directly lead into it. So I was like, knowing Naughty Dog and and how they've been operating, they're probably gonna let it simmer for a long time. And I think it was a very successful game that they probably had to go back to it sooner than later. Which, given how successful this game has been so far. I'm I hopefully that means that we get a third one sooner rather than later <laughs> and as long as it's good I don't I don't anticipate it yeah um so you know they, they, they talked about from early on that the game was about hate the first one was about love and this one's about hate and many of the trailers were very very violent showed brutal stuff you know what the second trailer showed the the clipping their wings thing where they bashed in um, somebody's elbow with a hammer and stuff like that. So I'm not going to lie to you going in to the game based on those trailers. I was like, Oh yeah, it's going to be brutal. It's a brutal world. You know, uh, every man for himself, dog eat dog. We're going to see some brutal stuff. I'm sure it's going to play great and I'm sure they'll do something great with the story, but based on this stuff, a bunch of brutal, brutal stuff. Okay, cool. Good deal. <laughs> A lot of brutal. Yeah, like uh, and uh, the, the trailers leading into it were good, but I, I feel like the message was pretty one-sided. But after playing it, I get why they couldn't really elaborate on what makes the game so special. Because um, that that experience of going in blind, and for the record, the game leaked uh, what about a month before release. I did not <laughs> check into any leaks. I, I we, looked at the. I, we need to get like a lie detector or some shit on you. I I need you. I need proof. I don't know if I trust you. I swear to God, I did not look at the leaks. I looked at the leaks for Metal Gear Solid Four and Five because I was just <laughs> dying to know what happened. And Death Stranding. And Death Stranding, but this game is one that I know that, you know, story wise, there's not all this crazy complex, you know, political military espionage stuff. It's a relatively simple story, and it's the journey and the experience that makes it so special. So right. I knew I knew it, this I had to avoid. Um, but playing the game, those those kind of fears I had going in definitely did, were not anything I needed to worry about. Because um, I guess we'll start off with just our thoughts on the game, spoiler free, as vague as possible, and then. Um, Hopefully we'll do our best to note a, a spoiler cutoff time, 
give everybody a chance to bounce off if you haven't finished the game. Which please, uh, please bounce off, please. Yeah, do do not please. spoil it. Do not spoil it for yourself. It's there's it's not worth it. It the experience from playing it beginning to end blind is is that's how you have to experience it. It's so good. It's a landmark in video game storytelling. So don't ruin it for yourself. Play it yeah. the play it the way it was intended to be played, and it is a fantastic ride. All right, so it sounds like we got your opinion on it already. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, just just to give context, uh, also I tried to replay the first game, and I, I forgot how in depth the stealth was, and I kind of, I, honestly, I was struggling with it because I was I just wasn't as uh, uh, dialed in and totally enveloped like I should have been. So I I was like oh, I, I keep dying, and then I just gave up and whatever. For when I tried to replay the first game. So I was kind of worried about how it would go with the second game. And what happened was, from the Friday evening I got home from work and I had it downloaded until that Sunday evening, having to get ready for work the next day, pretty much did not stop playing. And then finished it middle of the next week or end of the next week. Well, so. I think, yeah. Um, I mean, so I, I did the same thing. I played through the entire remake. I played it on easy. Um, whatever. I do think that that was a little bit of a detriment, only because, like you, I play. I jumped into it. Um, I'm not trying to like one up you. Don't take it that way. But like, I played on hard because I really wanted the challenge. Um, but I also didn't want to get stuck. And don't get me wrong, I got stuck a couple of times. Um, but I, I heard, I've. I heard a lot that the first game especially got better the more difficult it was only because you really had to try. Like the game got really good because you had to try. But this on the second playthrough, I just wanted to beat it just to get the everything going. And I really forgot how good that first game is. God dang. Um, I enjoyed it even on easy, man. And even pl- replaying it. I know I said that on the last pod, but still. Um but I jumped into this one and I really wanted to challenge. Um, I, I yeah, I was just ready to go. Um, it was definitely to my detriment at some points, but not too bad. And I was, I feel like I was able to handle it. I never really had an issue with like um, first aid kits or anything like that. Like I always was able to uh, make one, create one, build one. Uh, craft 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 one yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah I, I was always able to craft craft one like almost i always had at least two always had but i will say god dang i don't know how much ammo you could carry um being on like whatever level you were at um but dang i know like the pistol i could only carry six rounds it was terrible that part sucked and I think uh, like you you get upgrade to like yeah you can twelve inc- or something yeah you can increase it but jeez um, I know that the shotgun I could only hold four and four four of yeah. the main and four of the um the fire one like at the most but um whatever it doesn't matter point is like um I'm trying to. 
I'm trying to think of what we can say without ruining anything. <laughs> I guess I, I could just delve into my difficulty side of things. So I played the majority of the game on normal. And um, for me, that was similar experience where I always, I usually had two health packs ready to go, sometimes with one. Um, mm-hmm. Was never like, well, until I switched to easy, I was never like, out of ammo for the most part just on the low side just always staying on the low side and um what what i what i quickly learned is that you you have to really learn all of your combat options because relying on bullets is not enough you will run out of bullets so you you have to use every tool that is in your arsenal um to to be able to succeed and it actually kind of reminded me of Doom, Doom and Doom Eternal, because those games also you have many, many combat options aside from bullets, and you, and you have to use all of them to succeed because you will run out of just just shotgun bullets or just rifle ammo or whatever. So I was using arrows, I was sneaking around in the grass, lying around prone, stealth kills, uh, uh, grenades, I mean, everything. The, the bow and arrow is fantastic. Yeah, you really gotta like do a full on assault of any 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 type of weapon and all types of weapons to yeah. to succeed and then work with what you got um i will say i eventually switched easy uh basically at the end of the weekend i was 18 19 hours in and i got to a point where the last like two hours i played the entire time i had one shiv one pistol bullet and three rifle bullets so basically i was able to take out small enemies like i i used a bullet and then found another bullet used a bullet found another bullet like had to use a shiv on a clicker found or crafted another one ran out ran out of crafting stuff killed another clicker like i was always at one right and then i had three rifle rounds that i saved for whenever like a shambler popped up you know and like that's all i had to take down a bigger enemy so at the end of the weekend i was like i can feel that i'm probably approaching the end mm-hmm. this is this is very stressful with, <laughs> with this limited amount of supply so i'm going to knock down to easy i just want to finish the game out um because right now with, with me i'm you know about to start moving um and things like that so i didn't want to be in, in the middle of a very stressful spot of the game for a long period of time so nobody's gonna fault you for being uneasy dude you're fine yeah, so my my second I, I want to I want to play like that very immersive like y- you are living it breathing it have to think about every decision. Yeah. What is like, it? Like, um, like survival. Yeah. So Versus. my next playthrough I want to up that like at some point I want to go back to Red Dead and play without a map you know and just talk to people to try to get directions like that kind of thing. Um, but I, I I just wanted to see the story. I just wanted it's going to see crazy, story. man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. Yeah, that I um okay, difficulty stuff aside, um things I do really want to hit on. Sorry, I'm slightly I want to get to the spoiler stuff, so I'm just going to hit on things that we definitely yep. need to t- tell people yep. right now. Um one, this game should deserves some sort of award. I don't know what award that's going to be for accessibility. This game yeah. has so many options for accessibility. If you have any sort of handicap of any sort, I mean anything, 
there's they figured out a way around it it seems like um like it's it's impressive how much work they put in and i really wonder if like that's one of the things that held them up a little bit and caused them to um delay it uh speaking of which i also i want to apologize for what i was saying i do think that they should have planned it all out better i'm sticking by that however i'm fine with it after playing this game take your time it's no big deal which i never had a problem with anybody taking like releasing taking their time to release a game i'm only saying that because uh i do feel like they should have planned it better but it was which i knew it would be it was definitely worth the wait delay it delay it delay it um accessibility great graphics holy shit um this is an amazing looking game like uh, i i don't know about you but i played i was told that you need to play this game with headphones and since i have a really good pair of headphones now i played the entire game pretty much maybe a couple of hours without headphones but i played the rest of it with headphones um damn um i'm assuming that my um playstation caught fire a couple times uh, because there's no reason why that thing should look that good um that's two uh three with those headphones the sound design this thing um i always felt like the sound design the best sound design game i could think of just like off the top of my head that really uh, like shocked me with how good it was was destiny 2 i feel like destiny 2 is like for sound design the way guns sound the way just environment sound in that game was so good this may be better um and yeah yeah no i i mean i think class yeah i think this is definitely better don't get that twisted i think this is definitely better but like the amount of how good it is is so crazy (sighs) shit um so there's that physics the rope um if you haven't seen it by now there's a rope they well there's a cord that you can play with cord physics in this game top notch I don't understand that, but I don't understand how you can code for something like that. That it just blew my mind. I know nobody else cares about that, but I was thoroughly shocked by just like how you thinking about like the code side of things. Just it it intrigues me. Um, what else? I think that's it. Yeah, just to kind of concur with your statements. Uh, so story-wise, we'll get into it in a second, but absolutely fantastic. In terms of combat, third-person stealth action gameplay, absolutely sublime. That's That combined with the story of the reasons I just ran straight through it because it was so fun to get into these encounters. And it, it, it was stressful. It was. Uh, uh, you know, you have to be very smart about how you approach things, but yeah, uh, I just found myself just getting totally enveloped in those challenges um graphics wise absolutely insane yes my ps4 sounded like it was about to take off the entire time um but graphics wise amazing i will say that as a now that i'm part of the the pc elitist race um which i should probably say something else that's probably could be construed as insensitive but as a pc elitist um i started up the game and I was like, oh, my God, 30 frames a second. I can't deal with this. Because it was it was oh visually jarring. It, it was visually jarring for a bit. I did get used to it, but it would be nice <laughs> to play in 60. 
on a PS5, hopefully. Um, sound design's great. Um, yeah, did shit, you play like, with headphones ever? I did not because... So, my girlfriend is really big in, into the Last of Us franchise, and since we couldn't play it at the same time, you know, yeah. uh, we were she like she was watching me or I was watching her play. So, yeah. we, we had it on speakers, but that next playthrough, I do want to do it with headphones yeah, to experience I everything. Definitely, definitely recommend that. Um, I will say that I my I try to get my wife into it to watch it because I feel like I just feel like the story is just that good. It's just that compelling that anybody without interest in it can get into it. Yeah. Um, but honestly, she just couldn't handle the the violence of it. Um, which I don't blame her. It is. I will say that I, I'm not really that shocked by the by violence or anything like that. Like it doesn't really bother me or anything like that. Um, this game is extremely violent. Don't get that twisted at all. Um, I from the moment that Neil Druckmann said that the first game was about love, the second this game is about hate. I was on board. Well, I was on board whenever I said that The Last of Us Part One is the best game of the decade because it is. Um, but this, God dang, this game. Is so There's cool. a lot of unsettling things, and but the yeah. thing is, I think it had the, a reason to be that that violent. Yes, yes. In order, it's it's intended to be unsettling. You're not supposed yeah. to enjoy it. The, the, the those those scenes is what I mean. You're not supposed to enjoy it, and that's to show how low these characters are are going or how deeply engrossed they are in their quest for revenge and whenever we'll get into this in a second but in order to really show the depths of how low their character arcs go that's what uh, some of this stuff is necessary all right um last thing unless you have something that you actually want to say by the Um, game (laughs) well i was (laughs) i was gonna say so what would you give as a score? I know that we're not big, that we're not a score people or anything like that, but how, what would your score be in any f- frame that you want? Would it just okay. be buy it? Um, or do you want to give a score? My I'm traditional score would be out of 10. And I've been debating there's, we'll get, I can't talk about this non-spoiler my my i have just one just give us you just need it you don't need to say why you're giving it that score just give it a score I, i'm you debating can... between 9.5 and 10 okay and the the more i think about the story the more i'm leaning towards 10 but okay. th- there's some pacing things that i'm like eh, they they could have done without that but oh, yeah. I, I i think Ten. If if not a ten, then a nine point five. Because there's literally only one issue that I have with the game. Um. Okay. I uh I agree with you on the pacing thing without going too much into it. Um. I definitely agree with you on the pacing thing. But I also feel like it's more of like if you sit down and you really think I I I'm giving this a ten. Um. There to get that out of the way. Uh. I will say that I feel like this is more on the line of like red dead where red dead was an extremely long game but 
it had to be to tell the story that it wanted to tell to tell to make you feel the way that it wanted you to feel it had to be a long game red dead is is long because they want you to feel like you are that every your horse uh, your horse is important to you and the only way that they can make sure that that horse is important to you is by making sure that you spend every waking moment in that game riding that horse from one side to another to wherever that horse dies it's a big deal and i feel like that is the same thing that this game has to do it has to drag on to make sure that things feel important to you and it's not just important because the story wants it to be important therefore i'm giving it a 10 done would we like to get into spoilers yeah now seems about the time okay so would you like uh everybody leave if you haven't beat the game yet yeah final warning this is not a request. This is a demand. And it's you're you're, you're straight up ruining ruining for yourself if you spoil the game for yourself. So last warning. Three, two, one. Spoilers start now. Okay, hold on. I mean, spoilers still start, but there's one thing that I wanted to say from the very beginning. Uh, so whenever whenever you go to the farmhouse the first time. With Dina there and yeah. JJ, yeah. um, so she's hunting. She's bringing a squirrel back, right? At, at one of those parts, right? You know what I'm talking about? And they, oh, and Tommy's there that time. So whenever you, uh, whenever Ellie goes back to the farmhouse, right? She's bringing a squirrel back, and Tommy's there. It's the time that Tommy's waiting on her. Do you remember that part? Yes. Yes. Okay, and she goes through the gate because they have a gate around their entire property. Yeah. The lock on the gate is on the outside. Who the fuck are they keeping out with the lock there? They can just open <laughs> the fucking lock. It makes no damn sense. I, I don't get it. All right. I just really wanted to hit on that. <laughs> okay. Well, that that's a very valid point. I did not notice that. I was so like, what, who are you keeping out with this shit? All right, moving on. Go ahead. So what about uh that Joel dying scene? Dude, fuck that shit man oh my god which and this was what i was getting at was like that that part it's violent it's incredibly violent but it has to be because i'm telling i i quit playing at that point like as soon as that happened i stopped playing um and the reason why i stopped playing was one i felt like it was just a good time to stop and think about what just happened one two um I also was so pissed off because I I personally I don't give two shits about what anybody else says. Joel is probably the worst person for all of this because he did not allow Ellie to die in order to come up with yeah. a, with a cure for this. I understand that side, I get it, but no parent in their right mind is just going to be like, yeah, take my kid killer i don't care like if you if you're a parent and you ever have that issue you shouldn't be a parent sorry and so i don't think that it's right to fault joel because he did that don't get me wrong ellie is not his kid uh, spoiler of part one sorry guys um ellie is not technically his kid but holy shit it doesn't matter at this point with all the shit that they've been through it doesn't matter 
So I, whenever that happened, I felt so bad for Ellie. Uh, and honest to God, like this game was said it was about hate. And I was like, I don't care about the whole like um, stealth around all these people because you don't have to fight. Like it reminded me of Under uh, Undertale where like you're not supposed to kill anybody. I was like, fuck them. I'm killing them all. Every single one of them. I don't give a shit. How did you feel? <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's it's a. It's a brutal world. It's a brutal experience. Um, and yeah, like, like that's, that's the natural reaction for most things. There, there are some points, there's some points in the game where you, I feel like most people will be like, ah, oh, it's, it's going too far. And, but you're supposed to see like the character going too, too far. far. Yeah. I, that, that was, that's one of the most brutal scenes like, and I don't mean from a violent standpoint. I just mean like from the way that it makes you feel, because you feel like shit after that, especially after seeing that. I, 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 I felt from the beginning that I that Joel died. Like, uh, I think that whenever we had a podcast about right after it was announced, I said that I think Joel dies, and I so I was pretty sure that Joel died. Honestly, I didn't think it was that quick. I really yeah. didn't. That that because like what else? What else would cause the the drastic need for revenge? Yeah. And oh my god. And all right. Yeah. That. Yeah. That was pretty bad. Um. And it's <sighs> it's tough knowing like it was. So the game introduces Abby in a interesting way where this character pops up, they say, Oh, he might be in that village. Right. Yeah. So you're like, who else could they be looking for? Except Joel. <laughs> Tommy. So she's trying to find Joel randomly stumbles yeah. upon Joel and Tommy who rescue her from a bunch of infected and then take it. They, they, they hide out in, in a, this mansion that Abby and her groups um, hold yeah. up in. Just he, he just leads right, you know, leads himself right to them, and makes him, you know, makes himself vulnerable, lets his guard yeah. down, and it ends up being his demise. Yeah. Um. So. But I didn't think I didn't think it would happen that soon. Yeah. Um, not at all. I I do want to give a slightly quick shout out. Um. I don't know if you've watched it yet, but kind of funny. They have the spoiler cast up with, well, them talking about spoilers of the game. But they also um, he has they have a part two where they talk to Neil Druckmann, the director, Troy Baker who plays Joel, and um, Ashley Johnson who plays Ellie, and um, like Joel, uh, Troy, and Ashley and Neil at one point they actually like tear up about that one specific part just because like those characters just were so important and that like one shot that that time that they did that was just so impactful for them and like it the reason why i'm bringing this up though is more because um they were talking to joel about like how he acted i mean yeah (laughs) well they were talking to 
the person that plays Joel. And um, he was saying how, like, one thing that he wanted to do was he really wanted to show that, um, like, they he wanted to show Joel as having this look on his face. Like, it was the first time that he dropped his guard, and that's the time that he got screwed over. And yeah. And I like looking back on it, that totally happens. Like you totally, whenever he's like, uh, seems like you guys know us or something. And like, right whenever that happens, you can just tell that he just knows that things are not well. And well, he gets shot in the leg <laughs> really graphically, dude, too. Yeah. I was like, damn, that, oh, my leg hurt after that. But yeah, that, um, but yeah, I actually just watched that today. It's a fantastic yeah. podcast. Yeah, that that shouts out to them. Like that that was great, fantastic. But um, yeah, man. So then, what what? How did you feel about the um, the uh, Metal Gear Solid Two moment? So I did not like it at first, but I I hated it. Metal hated Gear Solid Two is probably my personal favorite Metal Gear. You'd be wrong, what, but that's fine. What I'll say is MGS3 is probably objectively the best of the classic series, and then I think MGS5 is the best, like, gameplay. Yeah. Um, but MGS2 I, is my personal favorite. Well, since we're talking about, you know, my favorite franchise here, I'm just going to say that... I don't know if that's accurate. I, I'm going to say that the Metal Gear Solid 5 is the greatest stealth game of all time. This is getting pretty close, though. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to say that. Like, the stealth is really good in this game. Moving on. Um. So, you didn't what like I would it at first. <laughs> I didn't like it at first. And, and we play as Abby for a little bit. Um at the beginning of the game and then you start playing her later on and i'm like is this just another side story and it keeps going and then you collect like crafting supplies and you collect weapon upgrades and you collect the collectible quarters and i'm like oh wait this is long term like this is same gravity as playing as a main character and Mm -hmm. uh i think that's the reaction you're supposed to have you're supposed to be really pissed off about everything that happens with joel and then you're supposed to be pissed off right away when you play as Abby. Um, and then slowly, as you see her story, um, it, at first you're like, yo, this, fuck this character um, who killed Joel. But then you get to know her more and hell, she becomes extremely relatable. Yeah. Um, I think one the, the one big tipping point is when you find out her dad was the science or the surgeon that was gonna make the cure, you know? Yeah. And he was like, "It's gonna kill the host, but this is what we got to do." And you see her dad, her Marlene, everybody just wrestling with that fact, like this is terrible, but it's what we have to do, you know? Um, like they're they're not happy about that. They don't want to have to do that. Um, and like that, that moment, like showed that, oh wait, she's on a similar journey that, that Ellie's on. She wants that revenge. She, she had, you know, her, her father taken from her and everything. Um, so over time, her character becomes more and more relatable. Um, 
I don't know the 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 way that the story is told and in terms of timeline, I think they did a really great job on. Um, yeah. There's a lot of flashbacks. You're jumping back and forth a lot, but I think overall they they did it in a way that you're in the present day. There's some things that you're not sure about, and then you get the flashback that explains it a little bit, and um, they kind of uh, message that as the like the character remembering that and stuff. I think. Yeah. So the way the, the the pacing of the story is really great. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I'm the same way with you as you where I was I was pissed off about the Abby thing. Um I didn't want to play as Abby. I, I I and I agree with you like that's I feel like it's supposed to do that. Um I I mean, we kind of didn't hit on it, but like so what happens is is that you and Dina are uh, well, Ellie and Dina and Jesse by this point is um, are held up in a theater. And um, can we talk about the guitar? That shit is awesome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I saw I don't think it was real, but I saw one uh, a video of a guy playing through the fire and the flames with that on that. <laughs> that was like I said, I think it's fake because I think that he did it and then just sped it up to where like her hand is like freaking out. Um, but it doesn't matter. Uh, but you're all you're held up in the theater and um, Abby breaks in and kills Jesse. And um, also, well, Tommy's there too. Okay, my bad. Tommy's there too, and. Tommy basically falls down. I can't. I can't remember exactly how everything happens, like right now at that that moment. But I just know that she has. She kills Jesse. She has um, a gun pointed at Tommy, and Ellie comes out, and Ellie's just like she drops the gun. She puts her hands up. She says, "No, you want me, not them," and everything else. And then. Abby and her Abby just says we we try to let you we let you go and whenever all that happens it switches and then you play as Abby and I was like what the fuck and it's crazy that a game in 2020 can still pull off a Metal Gear Solid 2 honestly um a game that came out what that game out that game came out in 2001 yep like it's crazy that people still. Oh, I'm not gonna say they don't spoil games like that, but. <laughs> well, yeah, it it got spoiled, but. Yeah, it's. If, if you take that out of the equation, it totally was a Metal Gear Solid 2 moment. Yeah, totally. And everything about it was like the only time that they showed the that they showed Abby was the clipping her wings, uh, trailer. And the thing that I will say that is kind of crazy about that trailer is i remember watching that trailer and it doesn't tell you that it's the last of us part two until the very end of that trailer yeah and so like you're i remember watching that and being like what the fuck is this shit and then bam the last of us two and you're like what but um yeah i was pissed off um but then as i got to know abby gosh I really gonna say that i liked abby like i didn't dislike her but whenever it comes to ellie or abby it, it's not a competition there's no competition there um <sighs> but i mean i i i ended up 
ended the game liking Abby way more than I thought it would ever be possible. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. Like I felt for um, she has this relationship with a guy that she likes, but she's so she's so pulled towards going after Joel that yeah. she loses track of everything that's going on. She she has. I mean, in my personal opinion, I don't think she has. A, she's. I don't think she's lost as much as Ellie. Personally, I know there's probably some people I would disagree with that, but I feel but, like Ellie. But she's lost a lot. But she, she yeah. is still. She still has more of that normal humanity left. I think. Yeah. During the time you're playing as her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um. Cause she I, she like bonds with the kids, or or. So he's like, oh, this is a good chance for me to do something good and then bonds with Lev and Yara. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then the dog. Dude, damn. Alice. Shit. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. And I will say that it reminds me of like uh, of a Quentin Tarantino movie, dude. Where like things happen, but they happen out of order, and like you have to just try to piece it together. Like yeah. I, re- I remember watching the the flashbacks with Ellie. I would pay attention to her tattoo and see how far along yes. it was. Yeah. I mean, like I know that that's like what it's there for. I understand that. By the way, if I didn't have this other tattoo, I would totally want that tattoo. Like I really want to get something from The Last of Us now so bad. God dang, it just um. Yeah, god dang. Um, yeah, the story with Abby though, whenever they get to Lev and Yara, Le- Lev and Yara, yeah, that that's that's really good. I will admit that right around the part of um, the going across the bridge was really whenever I stopped caring. Like I was just like, just I just want to get there. Like let's go, come on. This is that's whenever I was like, let's speed this up. I'm just going from encounter to encounter to encounter, and I'm ready to move this story along. I don't know about you. I know that pacing is an issue with you. Which which bridge? The the bridge that's high up, like really high up, whenever. But oh. and you fall through the glass into the pool of the hotel. I think okay. I think that was probably around the time I moved to Easy. So then I started moving through stuff quicker. Okay, see, like, okay, so I knew that, um, which, damn, man, like, thinking, okay, there's, like, very small snippets of this game that I really didn't like, very small, one of them was, um, the boss fight, quote-unquote, with, um, the big-ass thing in the bottom of the, um, of the hospital. You didn't like that? No, dude, that was the dumbest boss fight. Why, why? I just felt like I was running and shooting. I just was running from one side to another, shooting, running from one side to another, shooting, running from one side, reloading, shooting, running back to that other side. Like I just kept doing that. And but it's I such didn't... a it's it's a massive infected thing that you, if you got close to it, you're fucking dead. So you you I mean, have to be running. Right, but I didn't want to waste my bullets doing that. I didn't want to. I didn't think that it was very interesting to get caught in something like that. I think that was really because at that point I was just. But you know the story behind that specific creature, right? Um, I know that it was like killing a whole bunch of the other troops. Well, like some of the notes indicate that like that hospital is one of the first 
hot, like places where they started yeah, taking that, infected people. Right. And, and so that's and, just like the the oldest one. Yeah. So like they they tried to keep people alive and tried to like work on them or something. And then okay, that that I, whole section got like quarantined off. So like that is like the some of the original infection that's just been festering since it started. So like that that's just kind of an interesting. I mean, I guess I find that interesting. Like I because I read. I think I read all the notes um, that I got. The one thing that I do like about this game, which is really weird, um, is I do like their note system where it automatically shows you the note and you can go ahead and read it. The reason yeah. why I never read any notes in the first one is because it automatically was like, hey, press this extra button if you want to read this. And I don't have time for this shit. Moving on. But um, so I never read anything in the, in the first one. But the second one, I read everything um and i i enjoyed it i also uh, you know a small little thing that i loved about this game too <clears throat> was that uh every time that you kill so because i played it on a on such a on the hard difficulty i basically had to kill everybody and then look around and make sure i grabbed everything yeah so because of that the one thing that i love about this game and the last of us kind of did it too is that there's always some sort of like uh dialogue cue to tell you that everybody's gone so it's yes. not this guessing game it's always like oh thank god they're done or it's a <sighs> I, I, that was my favorite one whenever it's just a <sighs> but um like that's so good that's like such a quality of life thing that adds value to the game and it allows the conversation to continue even though there may not have been a conversation like i i really like i love that part i mean because yeah. you also have the the music cue which by the way the music in this game god um i do want to say that it ends the ending song is uh wayfaring stranger which is um the ending the also the ending song of one of my favorite movies of all time which is 1917 i thought it was awesome that they both end with that song yeah, um very good movie very good movie i love that movie i think it it's i think that may be my favorite movie of all time like maybe but whatever it's neither here nor there um but t- touching on the music yeah. um so there's the main song that that's played what is it uh uh if I ever were to lose you, whatever. Yeah. Um, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam, yeah. Um, the the use of that song throughout the game is pretty good. And yeah. one thing that I think was pointed out on on one of those kind of funny podcasts is like I think you're gonna say it. Ellie starts to play it at the very end, but she yeah. can't because her fingers are bitten off and then just stops. Like that's. Yeah. I didn't realize that when I watched it, and I and then yeah, that's freaking heartbreaking. Yeah, I I. I mean, this, it was funny. I was my, I was talking to my wife about it, and she was like, so how does it end? And I tell her, and uh, I was like, I understand that you don't like the violent stuff. I get it. I was like, and I'm sorry. I have to tell you this part. I have to tell you this because it sets up the ending. And I was like, Abby bites off her two fingers. And she's like, why would you tell me that? And I was like, I know it sounds really dumb, like, saying it now after I beat it. I was like, but I really feel like that was, like, just Ellie's last straw. That's the last thing she's losing in this entire battle is her two fingers. I was like, I know it sounds dumb, but, like, at once that happens, she's like, I'm basically I'm done. And she was like, that's whenever that's whenever she decides that Abby can leave. And then she has to lose one more thing by losing the ability to play that song. And 
then it was like, God dang, this is heartbreaking. Um, yeah, I damn. Um, shit, what was I saying now about all the other stuff? About yeah, that's whenever I was hitting the problem with the pacing. I didn't like that boss battle. I really didn't like that. I understand why it was there. Uh, I think the thing that really pissed me off was that the 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 stalker comes out of it, and like so now I'm dealing with a fucking stalker and this gigantic ass piece of shit. Like, I don't know. It just I was not happy. I don't think that there's I don't think boss battles fit in the dynamics of this game. Is really my thing. I don't. That is like a totally a Resident Evil move, and I feel like this game is not a Resident Evil game. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um. I think it's got to provide you a good amount of ammo during a boss battle yeah. because you already aren't going to have any. And then <laughs> if you come away from the boss battle with zero ammo, and then you just screwed. Like that sucks. Yeah. They got to do the boss battles just exactly right and i mean some people i think would argue that boss battles are probably like and and uh, an old uh, uh like archetype of gaming that doesn't yeah. necessarily need to be there um but i mean as we'll get into the ending those quote-unquote boss battles were were necessary for the story like i didn't i, I didn't want to play those boss battles after the boss battle you're talking about, but they're necessary for the story. What, wait, what boss battle was after that? Well, I mean, when you play as Abby. I I just see that as like the only boss battle. Yeah, the 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 big guy. Yeah. Is is the only real, like okay. traditional boss battle, but um, the Abby versus Ellie, then Ellie versus Abby. Oh, dude, that. That shit. I get what you're saying there. Yeah, that. Okay, so we we talked about Joel's scene. We talked about playing as Abby. I guess the ending, I think, is the next logical topic. Well, I mean, yeah, yes, I think you're right. I will say that the sniper on the bridge, whenever that turned out to be Tommy, that blew my mind. I did not expect that to happen then. Wait, um, who else did you think it would be? I thought it was a... I, I guess that I thought that it was um, – oh, well, I guess – okay, so here's my thing. Thinking back to it now, because I know that whenever you're playing as Ellie and she, you and Jesse decide to steal the boat, he leaves because there's a sniper and they think that it's Tommy. Makes sense. But then later on, I don't know if you – see, the thing is, is that I don't want to spoil it if you didn't do it this way because that is one thing that I like about this game. That you have so many different ways that you could have done things. You have so many different paths that you could have taken. But um, so once you steal the boat, you can come across another encampment where there's like a big-ass um, subway, like train, that's fallen. Did you do that? I I might not have. Okay, so there's a part where you come across and you're battling the uh, cephalites. Cephalites? Seraphites. Seraphites. I don't know why. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> I was thinking of the infection. <laughs> so, yeah, the seraphites, um, they – so you come across them, but there's a train that's like – on top of the freeway 
and you can climb into the train and like go up the train and at the very top of this train this is the reason why i didn't think it was tommy at the very top of the train there's a sniper and like not a like he's dead but i thought that that was the sniper so i was like oh so it wasn't tommy so jess i was thinking jesse's going into a trap here so uh, it just didn't occur to me i guess i thought that that was the sniper not the other dude um so I guess that makes sense now that you pointed out to me, though. So I don't know. I guess I thought that Tommy was up to no good this whole time. But whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> good scene, though. Very good scene. <laughs> I just Whenever she pushes him off the ledge, I was like, oh, hey, that's Tommy. Like, damn. Okay, move it on. So... Getting into the ending, I guess this is my only beef with the game is I feel like there was about five good spots. It could have ended and mm-hmm. and been a very solid ending. And then the game continues after that, which we'll get into. So knowing how abruptly they kind of ended the first one, you know, on this sort of cliffhanger kind of crazy moment. I, I honestly thought it would have ended when um, Abby finishes the fight in the theater and says, if I ever see you again, I'll kill you. Yeah. I thought they might have ended it there. Then Yeah, I did too. That's whenever I texted you and I said, I think I'm almost done. Yeah. So then you go to the farm and they could have ended at, the happy, at a happy stage and it's like, oh, there's a good ending for it. But then again, they're not going to do that. <laughs> they, they could have ended it when Tommy comes and leaves the map. And Ellie's just sitting there thinking about it. And then uh, Dina and Tommy are arguing. She's like, why the hell would you come here with that stuff? Yeah. That's where I think they should have ended it. They, could, they should have stopped it right there because they didn't specifically say that she left. But you know that she is just like, should I, I want to go. I want to finish this fight. You know, I want to close this off. But she knows she, she's got her family there on, a, on the farm and everything. It's like, why mess that up? And she's grappling with that. That's where I think they should have ended it. And then the the third game would have been her journey to kill Abby. But maybe they have a different idea for the next story. Mm-hmm. Then Ellie goes and leaves. And Dina's like, um, I don't know if I can do this. It, you know, thinking oh, you, you might be dead, whatever. I can't I can't just sit here and worry about you all the time. Mm-hmm. And then she, I don't remember the exact phrasing. She's like, you're going to have to try or whatever. And then she takes yeah. off. Could have ended it there. Um, and then, uh, so, so story-wise, there's a rumor that the Fireflies are reforming in Santa Barbara, California. Um, so then you play as Abby again in California with Lev, who uh, you rescue from the Seraphites. Um, you get a hint that there was an old Firefly encampment somewhere. Um, you find a house with a that had a barracks in the basement with a radio. You try some of the radio frequencies that are written down and get a hold of some of the fireflies that say they're on. A, and I had to, I, I'll, I'll dig into this at the end, but I had to look this up. They say they're on Santa, Clar- no, Catalina Island yeah. is where their base is at. Um, and then there's a, they say there's a few hundred. She's like, well, you're gonna gain two more in your ranks. 
And then immediately after that, she gets ambushed. And honestly, I thought that, oh, that's that's the the rattlers, the the gang that's taken over. They were like just messing with her. That's how they knew where she was right away. Um, I yeah, I thought that, so too. That's probably so, kind of up to the player's interpretation. But so you thought that the person in the um, on the radio was the rattlers. Yeah. Okay. Based on what, when I played it, that's I was like, oh wait, that wasn't true. They they knew where she was, so they could just go and amb- ambush her right away. Right. So then, um, I can't remember the exact sequence of things, but I think there was there another sequence, and then we play as Ellie in California. Did you play? No. Uh, well, yeah, you you just immediately go straight to California with uh, as Ellie. Ellie shows up on Abby's boat. Yeah, so which is actually Owen's boat, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, which I also didn't catch that right away, but she's it's Owen's boat, which um, a few scenes on. Um, so I did not <laughs> think it was a few scenes. Just a few on. scenes that that <laughs> uh, elicited activities. Um. Yeah, I was shocked that that happened too. Not, I was I, shocked I, that they showed it. Really, I think it, that was probably one of the best handled sex scenes of any game, or Why? like best, like, or best portrayed. Like it. I mean, okay. It's I, very difficult to show that in a game, but I feel like it was the least cringy one I've ever seen. Yeah, I I get what you mean because a lot of the times they just glorify the body part. Yeah. and yeah this was very much not doing that it was just like hey they had this tension it's been built up and they probably shouldn't be doing this right now <laughs> so anyway uh it's a naughty game with many naughty things happening naughty dog <laughs> uh, so we we warp straight to california's ellie which i i really i wish we would have seen her journey like going God from dang, dude. Just think of how long this game would have been, though. Like I, that's why I, I wish that that they would have stopped, and that's the third game. Yeah, is going down from, because where where would you be at Wyoming, and then, you know, you, I, if you come from the north, you go through the wet redwoods, and you see San Francisco, and you see the whole Bay Bay Area, mm-hmm. like totally bombed out, and like they could have done like the Golden Gate Bridge. Like maybe like it's it's blown up and like you can make it halfway across and you have to like swim that other half or something. Yeah. Make it down to L.A. Like Napa Valley wine country with like the rolling hills or something. Like there's all kinds of cool stuff they could have done with that. And I'll I'll follow up on that in a bit. But you you warp to California as Ellie. You hear about uh, Abby. You kill the weirdo dog the bounty hunter looking guy who's the <laughs> looks like the rattlers leader. Um, oh, they, I, hold on. I want to touch on that. Like her one, the fact that she, I, the one thing that I love about Ellie is the fact that she is, she's in her, she's in pain. She's like nearly dead by yeah. this point. And she still has the ability to make like one-off jokes at this dude's expense. And I, it just cracks me up. And the other thing that I thought was interesting was, was like, don't get me wrong, it makes sense. But um, they they caught they catch. So one thing about the Rattlers, uh, I just want to like fill in the gap here. Um, one thing about the Rattlers is that they they capture the infected and they 
basically like play with them like they I, I, think, I think they might use them as like guard dogs essentially yeah but see but they the, the chain is so small so i feel like they use them as guard dogs to a degree but then i also think they use them as like to to fight each other and i think that they feed live people to them yeah um, i mean these people are fucked up like they they yeah have a bunch of people in a cage at like basically like, it's implied like like slave type yeah. thing so but, th- these people are fucked up Right, but they catch um, shit. What the hell is it? Uh, they catch a clicker. There we go. Uh, they catch a cl- clicker, and but they think that the clicker's dead, um, just burned up in the heat. And the guy goes to like take down the clicker or untie the clicker, unbound the clicker, whatever, to just free up the trap to catch somebody else. And um. Whenever he does that, he nearly gets bit, and Ellie makes a couple of jokes at his expense, and he gets pissed off and then tries to basically feed her to the clicker. But one thing that I thought was awesome was because she's immune, she was like, I don't really give a shit, and just pushes him into her, yeah. into the clicker. And that I was, was like, awesome. Yeah, I was like, hey, you get him. God dang. But yeah, and then the guy she uh, says how she's going to turn soon, and she doesn't give a shit because she knows but yeah anyways though then dog the bounty hunter dies and then you play as ellie and now continue i'm sorry yep so just to to prepare us for a further comment the the main base of the rattlers is a round dome shaped building so you find this round dome shaped building i'll get back to that in in, in a bit um so you battle through there. You see their their fucked up encampment with clickers tied to stuff and people in cages, shit like that. You go through, kill a bunch of people, and you eventually find Abby and Lev tied in the pillars. So they're basically like, not quite crucified, but hung up out by uh, a, a beach for the the seagulls to pick at and stuff like that. Oh, well, I think. I, I think that you're right, but I think the other thing that – I don't know. This is my interpretation, but I felt like it was the the stanchions that were holding up a dock at one point, and yeah. the tide was supposed to come in, which would submerge them so they would drown. But they oh, would yeah. also die while just ba- baking in the sun essentially. That, that's just the way that I interpreted it. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's how I interpreted it. Yeah, they could have yeah been, been messed up by the, the tidal waves seagulls the sun just everything not a good place to be at mm-hmm. um so she cuts them down they find some boats nearby which this is the boat that's on the title screen um on a beach with a ton of fog and a little rowboat um a little rowboat <laughs> yeah so they start getting ready to paddle out and then ellie's like you can't leave we're gonna do this after so, she has a flashback to joel dying I yeah. just want to make sure that's clear, because she she insinu it looks like she's just gonna let Abby go, and then yeah. she has a flashback. And this is an unsettling scene because Abby is, you know, her hair has been sh- very shittily cut, so they, you know, who knows what they've been doing there. She's she is not as muscular. She must have been a long time with malnutrition and things like that. So she is a beat down version of herself compared to the badass soldier that she was. Did you find her? Or did you have to wait for her to tell you which one she was? I did. I, I, I looked at like five people and 
I I think it kind of indicates to you, like you it has a button press prompt, but yeah, it didn't have to like explicitly tell me. Well, yeah, I waited for the button press to show up, but I was like, I ran into one and I was like, this one's her. I know it's her. Look at those arms. Like I know this is her. And then I was wrong. <laughs> and then the button came up because I was like, what the hell? And then, I, I might have done that too. I think there was one person I was like that had like the similar hair. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're actually talking about the exact same one because her arms are huge, and she has the same hair and her arms are pretty big. And I was like, "This is her. This has to be her." But it's not. And I, I think that they do that on purpose to just show it, you how much she's changed. It probably was. All right, moving on. Sorry. So we get into a fight, um, and Ellie is is beating up Abby and holding her underwater and stuff, and eventually crashes and lets her go. And it's a it's a very uncomfortable fight. I did not want to be Ellie in this fight. I did not want to play it out. I was like, let's just this is over Who with. Did you like, want to be? No, I did, I did not want it to happen. I just wanted them to okay. go their separate ways, right? Yeah. Um, because it's it's like we've all been through a lot. I didn't want. It was it was uncomfortable being as Ellie and and having this this hatred come out. You know, like she she's gone all the way to the deep end. Yeah, so that's where you see it is like she she is taking this too far but then eventually she cracks and is like just go and and holds on to her last shred of of humanity or whatever um so then abby and yar or uh, abby and lev sorry um uh paddle off and then ellie comes back to the farm sees everything's moved out and like all of her stuff is like is is secluded in one room tries to play the guitar and can't because uh her fingers got bit off by abby and then just starts walking and that's the end of the game yeah we just don't know where she's walking to Um, so the only other thing to add on to that is when you after the ending you go back to the title screen and instead of the foggy beach with the boat you see the boat docked on a beach in the sunlight with a dome-like round building so the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, that's just showing it got away from the dome building from earlier where you were at. But everybody online is saying that, and not a ton of people are talking about this, but those that have noticed it are all saying that's a building at Catalina Island yeah, where the fireflies were supposed to be at. Insinuating that she made it. So she made it to the island. It, that I don't know if that necessarily means fireflies are there, that that's that's a, uh, up to our interpretation but they at least made it to the island yeah um yeah i think that that's one thing that i love about these games and by these games i mean the last two i mean these two games um the way that they use the title screen to actually like propel the game forward just a little bit um, yeah the first one with the knife in the window and stuff um yeah i will uh the crazy thing is that you basically summed up the game by hitting most of the story points, and there's still so much that we left out. Like, you, they keep having flashbacks to Ellie and Joel, and you really feel like you know that their relationship is rocky, and you're not quite sure why in, throughout most of the game, but they they have these flashbacks where they let you know what, what the issue is. And... Um, Basically, she's just mad that he saved her because she feels like that her duty was to die. 
which whatever but at the very end um it shows them sitting there after an argument at a dance hall um which can we talk about that for a second was was that that wasn't the first no not the first trailer but one of the big trailers of the game was was showing three trailer yeah yeah 2018 i believe showing the The the, last time sony was there yep showing the dance showing the kiss and i'm like by the time i was through the game almost through the game i was like oh they're not going to show that at all right i was like that seemed like it would be the intro to the game and i'm almost to the end i still haven't seen it and then it does show up near the end where you realize is somebody uh calls Ellie a derogatory uh, term for her sexuality and then Joel busts in and uh, one thing that's implied I think is that that's the first time he's really talked to Ellie since he admitted the truth to her was at that moment and what she tells him is I don't need your fucking help and then at that point as far as you know that's the last thing she said to him before he got killed and that's that was that's a incredibly heartbreaking thing. And then yeah. luckily at the very end you find out that they she went to his porch and they were like I don't they know if we can re- Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know if I can forgive you but let's let's try. Yeah. Which is it's it's just sad. But again again heartbreaking cuz they they wanted to try but or she wanted to try but then never got the chance. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's so sad, but hey, that so my one thing that I did want to hit on, yeah, my point to this is like you had this, so <laughs> I have so much I need to say. Um, yeah, I was like you, where I was like that scene's just never gonna happen, or I felt like I felt like what the game was kind of doing was like it was just, which don't get me wrong, this makes no sense, but. I felt like it was almost saying, hey, we're just going to insinuate that you've seen that trailer because it like never happened. And I was like, I know that that happened. I I saw that trailer. I know what happened. I know the kiss and everything else. I've seen the kiss. So is this game just going to assume I've everybody seen that? Because that's wrong of them. One. And but yeah, you're right. It never came up. The other thing was like. Whenever I was playing as Abby, I was like, I know I have to switch back to Ellie. I know I have to switch back to Ellie because the very first trailer where she is um, playing the guitar and she says, I'm going to kill them all or I'm going to kill every single one of them or every last one of them or whatever she says to Joel. I was like, oh, that that trailer never happened yet. So the, or that cutscene's not happened yet. So I know I have to go back to Ellie. And that that just never shows up ever in this entire game. Or at least yeah. I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. Um, yeah, I was like that. I was holding on to like the last shred of hope that like no, because I was I was really worried, like really worried that you played as as Abby, and you had so one thing it wasn't spoiled, but one thing that w- did kind of happen to me was um I saw a Twitter feed where um a games journalist was talking about how they were going to do a spoiler cast and talk about that thing that you do and she says that thing that you do like in the twitter post and i was like are you kidding me like that just insinuates that you kill ellie at this point and so i was like 
that you playing as Abby kill Ellie. And I was like, I don't know. Honest to God, I don't know if I could handle that. So I was dreading playing as Abby. And I was dreading whenever you get to play as Abby and you go to the um, to the theater where you know that they're held up. And I was like, I just don't want this to happen. I don't care. Yeah. Like, if, if Abby kills Ellie, that's fine. Just don't let me do it. <laughs> that was what I didn't want. And so... Uh, and then whenever I played as Ellie to kill Abby in the final part, I I also just didn't want to do it. Don't get me wrong. I care more about Ellie than Abby. Definitely. But that doesn't mean – like I care for Abby too, and I don't want anything bad to happen to her. I feel really bad about everything that's happened to her already. So I didn't want to have to kill her at the hands of – like I died so many times on both, both of those fights just because I didn't want to press the button to actually do it just in case right. that was the time that I did it. But, um, yeah, it was, damn, what a game. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like, we, we, we did a quick run through the big story beats, but there's yeah. still so much more in between, you know, in between the lines and in the in the short page breaks, or whatever you want to call it in the script. But, like, yeah. there's so much that happens in the game, like, that you got to experience. It's, it's... Yeah. I... I I also want to talk about how like um Ellie like at the beginning nobody else knows that Ellie is immune except for Joel and Ellie and Tommy and Maria. Is that her name? Uh, Maria or Maria or something like that. I think whatever. <laughs> Shows you how important she is. Um but yeah, like they're the only ones that know, and she's talking to Dina, and they tell each other, like, deep-down secrets and shit, and Ellie tells her, I'm immune, and uh, Dina does not believe it at all, and yeah. Ellie is like, no, I'm serious, and she doesn't she doesn't believe her until she they, they have their masks on, and Ellie gets um, a hole in her mask, Whenever she gets a hole in her mask, Dina is like, here, take my mask. Like, we can share it and all this other stuff. Meaning that both of them will – well, if Ellie wasn't immune, both of them would die. If if Diane ta- – uh, Diane, if Dina takes off that mask, she's going to die. There's no sharing. <laughs> it's just – that's not the way this works. But – um and like Ellie has to tell her, no, I'm immune. Everything is fine. I'm not coughing. I'm not doing anything. I just leave your mask on. And yeah. that's like a big telling point. And then you find out that Dina is also pregnant and whatever. It's not Ellie's, but you know, shit happens. Yeah. I think that, <laughs> so do you think there'll be, I know that they said, I know Neil Druckmann, the director said that he does not anticipate making any DLC. Do you I don't think that? there'll be DLC because it just, oh, okay. since this is so close to the end of the PS4 life cycle, I, I did there. No, you can't. No, because the the, the a part one was basically the same thing. But but I don't think they're going to be able to make it that quick. You know, if they release it by next spring, I don't think that's going to happen. But maybe I don't know. I I I feel like I don't know. I I don't think that there's going to. I think part three will center around Abby. I think Ellie's done. Unfortunately. Um, 
I think they may do something with her, just like a one-off thing, nothing really crazy. Um, I am with you where I think that the um, – so uh, in my notes, I said that it definitely lasted way too long. Um, and, but it never took – like the fact that it lasted so long, it never took away from the story. Like, And um, I think that you're in the same boat as me. I would much rather have a, an extremely compelling story over gameplay any day. And this story was extremely compelling, and the gameplay was was rock solid. So and so, I could have lasted like it, this game could have been a lot longer with the same gameplay and the same story, and I would have been fine with it. I'm glad that it ended the where it ended, and that it was a 30 hour game. I think that we can both safely say that it's 30 hours. Like that, yeah. it's going to take you around 30 hours to beat this. Like no matter what level you're playing on or anything like that. Um, and I think that that's right where it should be. But if it was a 60-hour game, I'd be fine with it. I think that uh, I would have I been more about like, hey, you need to wrap this thing up, but the story is just so good that I would have been fine with it. Um, <laughs> I forget what I was going to say. I, th- I think... So, I I don't think Naughty Dog or Neil Druckmann want to make another one, but I think that there probably will be another one before a new IP based on how successful the game is. And the thing with Naughty Dog is that for the sequel, there there needs to be a reason for the sequel, right? And. Well, I guess what what I'm about to say is what I think is my theory for what the third game would entail. Um, Allie going through the redwoods. Well, w- w- the only thing I can see right now as being a big enough reason to make a sequel is Abby gets to the Fireflies. They are real. They are rebanding. They've salvaged some of the old like medical technology and medical notes, and they they ha- they found some surgeons or something and they're they they think they're able to make a cure again um so then you play as abby and lev trying to get back find ellie and here's the big question is what does ellie do i don't think she goes back to jackson because she just leaves everything behind and at this point she's she's lost everything and she's only what 18 19 so i think 19 i think I, i i think when she walks off at the end of the game she's going to just start over. Just go somewhere and just start really? a new life. That that that's my interpretation. I think that's that's the big debate. And there's no right answer. Is right. I starting I'm a new life or just going like back that. to Jackson. I don't think she's going back to Jackson. I think to the chi. I think she's trying to find Dina. But Dina's probably in Jackson. I don't. I don't think that we can say that. I th- I don't. D- 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 hold on. I don't I I agree with that idea, but I also could totally see it as being like Dina wanted to go I don't know, just for the hell of it. Dina wanted to live in Arizona. And don't get me wrong, Dina like is very capable by herself. Um she's not Ellie, but she's very capable capable by herself, so I could maybe they had a conversation about how she wanted to live somewhere else, and Ellie knows that and is trying to 
I, my interpretation is that she is trying to find Dina because that's the last person that she has in this world. Like, cause yeah. her and Tommy kind of don't exist anymore. Um, I mean, Ellie and Tommy, um, because Tommy and Maria, I don't know if that's a real name. That's we'll go with Maria. <laughs> Tommy and Maria are broken up, they say. Um, I guess that's a story beat that's pretty big. It's actually kind yeah. of a big deal. Yeah. Um, and she's in charge. She's the one that's in charge of Jackson, not Tommy. Like That's one thing that I misconstrued. I just assume that it's Tommy, but it's not. It's Maria. And... Um, because of that, like, depending on how they broke up there, I could totally see her not being not allowing him in. Um, yeah. So I think that she's done with that. I mean, Tommy's done with that. So I don't think that she would go back. Um, I think that Dina well, and Marie, like, were not Maria, were not the best of friends. So I don't the, see. There's a letter that says you can come back to Jackson anytime. In, in at the farm oh yeah there is isn't there i forgot about that part so but, I, that's where i think anyway go ahead i mean that's fine maybe it's true i just i feel like ellie is gonna try i think that ellie has to be i think ellie has to have a reason to to i think ellie needs to feel needed is basically the way that it needs to, that it is i feel like she whenever she no longer felt like joel needed her um uh, that's kind of i don't know if that makes sense i don't know i feel like she i feel like she's not gonna leave dina no matter what they've been through i feel like ellie is not the type of person that would just be like we're done and i'm never i don't need you anymore not with dina maybe somebody else but not dina so I, I think there's there's two there's two big possibilities I see for her going back to Jackson, which again I I think she's just off to start a fresh life, but she realized that she was going to forgive uh, Joel, and I th- I think the flashbacks are meant to occur in the character's mind at the time that we see them. So I think at the very end of the game she realizes yeah. she was about to forgive Joel, and. Uh, this is on the f- kind of funny spoiler cast, but the way someone interpreted it was maybe maybe Dina will forgive her the same way or eventually forgive her the same way. Right. So I could see that happening. The, my personal theory as well is maybe she goes back, finds Tommy. Tommy is out. You know, he's he and his wife are split up. He's kind of on his own. He doesn't have much left either. His brother's debt has died. And what if she tells Tommy... I killed Abby. He he wouldn't know because this was out in California, however many, yeah. many hundreds of thousands of miles away. She's like, yeah, I killed Abby. I got your revenge. And like they're they're just kind of like living, you know, on the outskirts of Jackson or something. Just kind of doing. Each of them have are now kind of on their own. They're each the only person that they have for whatever that is. Yeah. So those those are the two possibilities I I'm seeing right now for if she goes back to Jackson. But I think the third game, you play as Abby, trying to find Ellie and wherever she's at, and maybe those are the stops you make. And then I, I think it, the third game would have to end with Ellie finally being able to sacrifice herself to become to to yeah. make the vaccine. Yeah, I think that that's 
I think that that's the I agree with that uh that I feel like if anything she one of the one of the interpretations is that she could also be leaving to go to the island to be since she's lost Dina she's lost Tommy she's lost Joel she's lost JJ like she has nothing else um so I could see her going back now that she knows she lost them by them not being there anymore and she wants to go find the fireflies to i'm not gonna say sacrifice herself but sacrifice herself i could also see it to be where like like you said too abby abby comes comes for ellie and if ellie's not gonna sacrifice herself now she's just gonna force her by like dragging her back to the island because I think that at the end of the day, I don't think I don't think Abby wants Ellie dead necessarily anymore. But I think that she wants to avenge her father by having Ellie provide for a vaccine. Yeah. So I I don't know, man. There's, but see, but then again, the sad part is is that we say all like everything that we think is going on or that would happen, but. They can literally create any story that they want from this. Yeah. Like the ending is so open ended. They can twist just like the last one, uh, the first uh, part one. The way that it ends, you would have zero idea that the person that um, Joel killed, the the daughter of the doctor that Joel kills in the first game, comes back to try to kill Joel. Like th- that. Yeah. That's not a thing. <laughs> So it's not they, they they leave a blank slate. Yeah, which, is which yeah that's that's always a good thing. Um, well I guess it's it's not what it's not what you want. It's not <laughs> like, what you I, want, but it's gonna make the sequel better. Right, and um, yeah. So I I think that we're almost done with this. Yeah. Um, I the last thing I want to say is that I think that this is May. I've, I think that this game may have put Naughty Dog and like, the, like don't get me wrong, they've been up there for a while, but I think that they now may be probably the best studio, like of all of them. They uh, just of, of studios currently making games, yeah, probably. Like I mean, okay, so the one, uh, not it's not really a studio, but the one like group that I can say that. <sighs> shit <laughs> okay so i'm gonna say out of the out of everybody that does not have the name nintendo <laughs> they're the best there like nintendo is a different beast they have a lot together. of sub studios yeah they they have a lot of sub studios but like just nintendo shit is just it's always going to be the best but right. it's oh shit my my playstation 3 just turned on Scared the you're, shit out of me. You're you're haunted, dude. It, it it does that now. Like I don't know why it just will turn on. Um, I think it's just because it's old. You have to remember, dude. This is the original one, man. Yep. Original PS3 over here. But yeah. Um. All right. Um. I know that I said after Sekiro that FromSoft was my favorite studio. I think Naughty Dog just took it over. Is the last thing I'm gonna say. I, I think when, if you look at overall industry-wide, the 
the games that stop time and everybody has to pay attention to them, Naughty Dog is going to take the crown there. When it comes to just pure gameplay, pushing pure action gameplay forward, FromSoft is is uh, doing the most in that regard. But I'm just like I'm overall, just saying what. Dog. Okay, good. <laughs> That's what I was meaning was the overall. Yeah, I think that they just this one just just they hit it out of the park. It's crazy good. Um, if you haven't played it, play it. And um, and like I didn't think they could make a game that followed up the first one so well. Like yeah. the first one ended so perfectly with that that single story that I definitely thought it wasn't necessary to make a second one. I wish they did, and and they they made a another story that mm-hmm. was if just if, it may not be as compelling, but it's pretty damn close if it's not. I don't. Uh, okay. Let, I'm sorry to do this to you. Um, just out of curiosity, what would your ranking be of one left behind two? I I I, I can't. I don't know. Oh okay. Uh, I'm gonna say. I mean whatever. I'm gonna say um, starting at one down. It's part one. Two left behind. I wasn't. I mean, I, I just didn't care for the DLC just because I'm not a DLC person. It has nothing to do with what it did. It has nothing to do with what it says or anything like that. It was just I just don't do DLCs very often. Um, I think that after playing one, going from one right into two like I did, really just showed me how good one is. I think two is very close second, honestly. <laughs> If I think that the thing that hurts one, I mean, that hurts two for me is that it's split up between two campaigns. It's told very well, but it's split up between the two characters whenever the first one was one character. You, well, it was two characters, but like you play in that dynamic the entire time. This one, you play as Ellie for a little bit, you play as Abby for a little bit. And yeah. because of that, like, the first game you had so long to develop such an interest and such a passion for and care about these two characters. But in the second one, you have a little bit of time to care more about a character that you already care about a lot. And then only a little bit of hours to care about a character that you have that the your first meeting was them killing one of your favorite characters. So, um, but yeah, so I, if, if I had to choose right now, I would say part two because okay. the story is told in a much more unconventional way. Yeah. But I think is just as effective. But it we're so fresh from the game being released. I I don't know when the dust settles overall, like what I'm gonna think. But if I had to pick right now, I'd say part two. Okay. That, but like fair. I said, I like Metal Gear Solid two the best. So I I like. <laughs> so your opinion doesn't matter. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, I I said it at the beginning of this spoiler cast. Um, I think that this was uh, this was like a Stanley Kubrick game told in the same manner of a Quentin Tarantino. There we go. I guess I don't know. Does that make sense? I think I feel like the way that I feel like the way that it plays out is very 
Tarantino like where it just it jumps around and you just got to try to put pieces together where you get them and um, don't get me wrong it's not hard to follow um, it's pretty easy to follow they have a lot of subtle cues with it but um, yeah I, I just think that I just think that one being you know in many aspects the game of a decade so uh, it's hard to follow that up <laughs> Yeah, for sure. They yeah. did a damn good job of it. I know. I agree. All right. Uh, I think that's all that I have to say about it. 10 out of 10 game. Um, official. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we've been going on for a while. So uh, park in the boat. Thank you for listening. Follow us at ZTargeting2016, at LukeDollar23, at FoxDay9. Subscribe to the podcast on uh, FM Radio, AM Radio, um, iTunes store with the yeah. DRM from the early 2000s, but in all seriousness, you can find it on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Coda, uh, if you don't have anything else, I mean, seriously though, who the hell was that gatekeeping now? <laughs> uh, that's that's a question for the history books. But thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time.